Cheerio. As human beings, don't we enjoy enjoyment? This is Five Golden Things, The Liberty Lists, a podcast of whimsy from Liberty Church Collingswood and libertycollingswood.org. We'll hear from friends as we explore everything from potent potables to morsel delectables, awkward laughables to moment teachables. You'll get lots of different categories, but remember that for each one, there can be only five. Plus a mulligan or two. Five, four, three, two, one. Liftoff. Hello, everybody. We are coming at you once again with five golden things. Hello, turtle doves. And a special episode, bittersweet, my good friend Eric Mitchell. His first appearance on Five Golden Things, but also his last, at least for the time probably that he'll be employed here because he is moving to Winston-Salem, North Carolina to become executive pastor at Redeemer Presbyterian Church. Eric, time is short. How are you? Time is short. Uh, Doing pretty well. I just gave you an update on housing for us. Um, There's just a lot of uh, boxes to check, a lot of logistical things to take care of in these next few weeks, but we're doing okay. yeah, we're, we're doing okay. We had a nice Memorial Day weekend of friends and then packing and then friends and then packing and then sleeping and then friends and packing and sleeping yep. and packing and sleeping and friends. And it was nice. It, overall, it was good. Product, yeah. Productive and fun, which is uh, the ideal weekend in the Mitchell household. You're in the you're in the moving whirlwind right now. Yeah, it's a little wild. Like yep. the boxes are starting to pile up. Uh, we're going through the tape, uh, going through the labels. Yep. It's good. It's good, though. So after Eric and I record this podcast, Turtle Loves, we're going to have a regular meeting, the two of us, uh, about this time, though, transitioning responsibilities away, making sure that everything's going to be covered. Eric, we love you. We're going to miss you. And related to this podcast, five things that you're going to take with you, because as they say, you can take the boy out of New Jersey but you can't get rid of can't get rid of that New Jersey stank that easy. So yeah, it, this will be fun, Eric. I have no idea what you're gonna say. I might have a suspicion or two, but besides that, sure. I am going in blind as we record this podcast as a way of summarizing some experiences of your nine years in South Jersey and at Liberty Collingswood. Let's just get to it. Counting down from number five. Number five. Um, so these are like somewhat in order of importance. Um, kind of going from less serious in some ways to more serious though. I mean, some of them are, are interchangeable. So I, yeah. I caveat that, um, this isn't necessarily fifth on the list in some ways, but, um, compared to the others, I think it makes sense. But yeah. So number, number five, uh, thing that I am taking away is uh, Philly sports fandom. Oh, okay. So, um, I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, I'm excited, man. I'm excited <laughs> to, uh, you know, when Carrie and I moved here, in 2014 and even before like when we started the process of looking for churches to mm-hmm. do a church planting residency get out of the south for a season and um, learn ministry in a more urban um, context we kind of said back in 20 the spring 2013 like hey wherever we end up like let's just embrace like all the professional sports mm-hmm. stuff and yeah. just dive in and go for it right because um, coming from knoxville which is a very college centric yeah. town and college sports centric town and sec country and all that um there's just very little uh professional sports uh influence there i mean there yeah. are people that are fans obviously of different teams but there's no team in knoxville for any professional sports and only a couple in tennessee for some of the sports yeah. 
So um, you kind of just have to pick uh, and decide what you, fan you want to be of. And so we didn't really have any professional sports allegiances uh, prior to coming up here. Um, and so, yeah, man, we moved up and we just said, let's, let's embrace it all. And mm-hmm. in our first year, the first 12 months that we lived in Philly, we went to all four major sports uh, oh, yeah. live, which was fun. Mm-hmm. Some, some more fun than others. Um, Are you counting flyers and not union as four major? Correct. Okay. Yes, that yes, good catch. Uh, so it was a few years later that we went to our first union game. Mm-hmm. Though now I've been to more union games than any of the rest. Yeah. Well, or, or Phillies is probably right there too, just because that's a little bit of, of a cheaper ticket. Sure. Um, I've only been to one Eagles game. It's just so dang expensive. Yep. Uh, though it was the best. It's a it was the best. Um, so yeah, so um, yeah, excited to uh, go down to Winston Salem and like proudly wave like my Eagles flag this fall. Uh-huh. And uh, Union flag this summer. Um, got Carrie and I bought new Philly T-shirts just a few weeks ago when my mom was in town. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to a Phillies game, so yeah. we've got a couple more like Phillies sports things we want to purchase before we leave. Yep. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna take it all down there, and it'll be fun. It'll be a new experience for us to be professional sports fans like outside of the market yeah. of the city. Yeah. Um, because Winston Salem's only about an hour and a half from Charlotte, so you have so it's Pan- I was Panthers. Ask where are. Yeah, okay. so Charlotte, so Panthers uh, country. Um, Charlotte has a football club. Um, I guess people care about basketball. There's no. Um, what's the team? What's the basketball? Hornets. Oh, uh, Charlotte Hornets. The Hornets, owned by MJ, right? Um, yeah. I don't know if they have. Do they have a baseball team in North Carolina? No. I don't think so. Or hockey? There, you've got. It's the Carolina Hurricanes, right? Uh, is that hockey? I think. Okay. Yeah. I don't know where they're located. And then, uh, yeah, no, uh, no baseball. Yeah. But then you've got, um, you know, ACC basketball obviously is huge there, but, um, but yeah, so it'll be fun to, uh, to only be like an hour and a half from Charlotte where we potentially could like go watch the Eagles or go watch the union or whatever, or the Sixers, uh, or whatever. Um, so yeah, so we're excited to, uh, to take our fandom and display it proudly out of market. It'll be. Though it's going to cost money now to have to buy an NFL Sunday ticket, I guess. True. So that's yeah. a bummer, but we'll make well, it work. I, th- I, have, I have some Russian mirror sites that I can share with you so you can get all of your things illegally. At the end, it, it occurs to me, please never change your ESPN Plus password because I'm still <laughs> using yours. Are you? Nice. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so I get notifications about Tennessee football and and that sort of oh, thing. Oh, nice. But, Good for you. Yeah, so so please be as a, as obnoxious as possible. With your Philly sports fandom down there, so yeah, be... that's that's kind of the plan. I mean, yeah. honestly, to uh, like like the stereotype of Philly sports fans, I've come to like enjoy and appreciate over the years. I don't by any means like model that perfectly. Sure, um, I have no like Philly sports like tattoo on my calf yes. um, or any such thing. Yep, but I've never like tried to climb a greased pole, you know, <laughs> things like that. But. Um, <laughs> horse feces (laughs) never punched a horse uh you know run into a pole in the subway but you know all those iconic philly sports moments love it love it love it yeah uh but 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 the kind of like you know hey we're you know we're philly man and like we don't care about anybody else like i'm kind of excited to take that down there a little bit um I did meet a deacon at Redeemer, and we were there a couple of weeks ago. Who's a Cowboys fan? Oh, good, perfect. Um, so that'll be fun. He's he's an, he's a he's a, their diaconate is pretty large, and they're split into like deacons that focus on care and deacons that focus on Facilities. operations. Yep. 
And so he's an operational deacon. So he's somebody I'll be working with quite a bit. Okay. And he's from, from uh, I don't know if he's from Dallas, but he's from Texas. Yeah. Um, and so uh, he's, he's a legit Cowboys fan. So that'll be fun uh, to have that. And um, yeah, man. So yeah, Philly, Philly sports fandom. I could say more. It's the least serious one on the list probably okay. in some ways. But yeah. one that I am uh, excited to uh yeah, to, to do. Yeah. Own it. Be proud. When when we were living in Texas, Emily and I, we took our Philly sports fandom down sure. there. Yeah. And one time, and that, that's Dallas Cowboys country. In Lubbock, okay. Yeah. And one time on October 30th one year, both teams were good, and the Eagles played an evening game, I think, and completely destroyed the, the nice. Cowboys, which doesn't always happen. Sure. But, yeah, it was sure. just a total demolition. And the next day was Halloween, and my two boys dressed as Jeremy Macklin and Deshaun Watson, two, two Eagles receivers, complete with helmets, like jerseys. And, and, and so they were Philadelphia Eagles for Halloween the day after they crushed the Cowboys. And, yeah, that's great. And that, that was the most unfriendly I've ever experienced. Texans. Texans. Love that. <laughs> when we were going door-to-door door door, trick-or-treating and just – they said you got you got some nerve there. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll. Uh, yeah, we'll see if I. Uh, I've never worn like a you know like a jersey mm-hmm. uh, or like explicit Eagles gear like on yeah. a Sunday morning here at Liberty Collinswood. Okay. Like a lot of people in our yeah. congregation do. Yep. So maybe I'll show up like one day this fall at Redeemer like in my Reggie White yeah. throwback Kelly Green yep. jersey just for fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it could be a good time. Okay. Very good. We'll see. Philadelphia fandom, love it. Yeah. Let's keep going. Cool. Uh, yeah. So number so number four, moving up the list. Um, one of the things that I'll take with me from my experience here is a desire and passion for deep ecclesiastical relationships oh. uh, with other churches uh, who are like minded, and also other churches who aren't, or churches that are you know across huh. like lines of difference. Yep. Um, you know, we've talked about this a little bit, Jim, but I think you know. I grew up in like a pretty large church in Knoxville mm. and um, it's like kind of a fundamentalist church for, for good and bad. Um, but it was a very like us versus them mentality. Like you didn't. That uh, meaning other churches at this point? Yeah. Or other. Yeah. Other. Yes. Uh, even other. Yeah. Other churches, other denominations, I gotcha. like other, yeah. even other churches in the same denomination. <laughs> like <laughs> It was a very like us versus them. And, and, yeah. and I don't, you'd have to ask my mom or like, my wife's parents who we all grew up in the same church. Like yeah. um, if this was explicitly said, like from the pulpit or from whatever, mm-hmm. I don't recall that, but, but like that was absorbed having grown up there. Yeah. And I remember being in high school um, and like having friends that went to like, I even like dated a girl for a little while in high school um, that was a member, her and her family were members at a United Methodist church. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I, I wasn't sure if she was like a Christian, um, oh, because she went to United Methodist Church or like yeah. friends that were at a Presbyterian church or friends, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, that, and, and, and I don't want to like say everybody that's like in a church in the South is that way or every big church in the South is that way. But that was definitely a culture that I grew up in. Hmm. And even the church that I worked at in Knoxville did not have that mentality. But it also was a large church and we just didn't do anything with other churches like yeah. ever because it was yeah. unnecessary. Like yeah. you had plenty of people and plenty of staff plenty of money to sort of just like do what you need to do within the walls of your own church yep. or, you know, or for your own church to fund 
local and international partnerships like by itself. Like mm-hmm. you didn't really need to work with yeah. other people. Um, so even there and in my time there, I didn't really meet or hang out with like other pastors at other churches. There was no like networking, like they weren't in a that's denomination. Funny. So there was no denominational meetings. Yep. Um, and so that's been one of the things in my nine years here that has been a really great experience. I mean, it starts obviously with like Liberty communion, like, mm-hmm. you know, the Liberty churches and our relationship together, which is formal for yeah. sure. And has become more formal in recent years, but is also just very like relational and yep. fun. And, um, you know, we have our formal meetings and then, you know, we go get happy hour or yeah. we have our formal meeting and we go get lunch or we get together outside of those scheduled meetings, you know, mm-hmm. for different things. And yeah. so, um, those relationships that are really like rich and life giving helpful. Um, you know, I just remember coming here and, you know, Liberty Collins had only been a year or so old and like we were able just to, you know, gather in covenant packets from other churches yeah. or yeah. gather, um, liturgy, uh, you know, how, how to, how to do liturgy guides from other churches or home meeting leader guides from other mm-hmm. church. You know, we were just able to like garner all that stuff yeah. and collect it, edit it and, and, um, make it our own and put it out. And that was just so helpful. Yeah. And now we're in a spot as a church being 10 years old. We're like, we're getting to do that and be that church for other churches. Um, which is really fun, you know? And so that's been such a rich, like life giving thing. Um, you know, we were in Acts 29 for, you know, a number of years and some of those churches and ministers in those churches were really helpful with different things. Mm -hmm. And we're really happy to help and talk and, uh, meet for lunch even. And that kind of stuff, you know, I think, uh, you know, Steve Hawthorne at emergence in Totowa, especially has been really helpful to me over the years. Um, you know, our, you know, RCA churches in different capacities have, have served in those roles and been, um, helpful, have also like been challenging to us in different ways, mm-hmm. but ways that I think made us sharper, and, yeah. you know, and, um, maybe there's some uncomfortable conversations and we may get to that in another, uh, one of these points, okay. but, um, there was some hard seasons like with our denominational connection, but a lot, but a lot of those conversations, I think we walked away like better as a yeah. church or better as ministers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then I also think of like the front, frontline gang. Cause I don't know, I don't know what to call it <laughs> yeah. otherwise. Uh, yeah. but yeah, but just like the frontline KC people. Yeah. Oklahoma city guys and like the other churches and people that are kind of connected to that group. It's kind of a hodgepodge collection of hooligans. Mm-hmm. Um, but like those relationships are really like helpful and, and have, have been life giving in, in different times over the years. And so, yeah, I think I just walk away from here with a really really good experience of like those relationships and connections, but also like a passion to like want to develop those, you Mm -hmm. know, like one of the things that was on carries in my list when we were looking for churches and opportunities was maybe we really want to be a church that is part of a good presbytery or it has good, like, you know, ecclesiastical relationships Mm -hmm. and, or at least isn't like totally underwater. Maybe if it's neutral, we could like be an agent of like building those. Um, and and, I, and and so I'm excited to, like, take that mentality to, like, my next thing and say, like, hey, like, we need to get together, like, with these other pastors that yeah. are, like, in our presbytery, mm-hmm. you know, and not just, like, at presbytery meetings. Like, let's go get lunch or, like, yeah. you know, you know, this church down the street that, like, you know, we have a relationship with that's doing really great things that mm-hmm. loves Jesus and is gospel centered. Like, let's get together with them. You yeah. Know? Um, like the Collinswood prayer group is another one that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. I, I forgot to mention that, but just, I mean, none of us are in the same denomination in that group. Yeah. 
and we don't all have the same philosophy of ministry, but like we're all on the same team. We love mm-hmm. Jesus and those relationships to get together monthly and pray for each other, you know, have been really encouraging yeah. at different times. Um, and so, yeah, so I think just wanting to like take that learning and those experiences and try to continue to be a part of those and or build those in my next place, I think it's a really big thing that I take away from here that, um, yeah, it's just not true of every church. Um, for sure. You know, so that was a lot of yakking, but, uh, but yeah, that's number four. Um, those, those deep yeah. ecclesiastical relationships. I, I like it. And they're really important. I recorded for the Liberty communion, uh, pod with Matt Loyal and we were interviewed by Michael Black about planting and strengthening churches. I, I actually put it on the five golden things feed. Yeah. And, I have, and, I have uh, it saved. I haven't listened to it yet. Fair enough. The, yeah. But one of the things Matt was talking about was relation, pastoral relation, relationships among pastors at different churches yeah. is statistically speaking a huge indicator for staying in ministry. <laughs> sure. And, yeah, totally. And, and the yeah, people yeah. that either flame out or burn out or drop out yeah. typically don't have those those relationships. So, right. so it's there's the resources, there's the partnership in a lot of things, but life giving is not too strong of a phrase to describe it. Yeah. And I think, you know, Jim, you and I have had conversations behind the scenes at other times about how sometimes these meetings can be like day killers, you know, <laughs> and like, it's like, oh man, we got, the, we got to drive to like central Jersey for this like two hour meeting yep. that's going to have like probably mediocre pizza and, um, the food quality varies between different, uh, the different settings. connections. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yes, for sure. Um, and it was just like, gosh, like, I feel like I have a lot of work to do. You have a lot of work to do. This is like, mm-hmm. you know, eight, nine, ten staff hours, yeah. like, you know, combined for us to go, like, do this. Like, is it really worth it? Mm-hmm. And, you know, not all of them, not all those meetings were winners. Yeah. But, like, on the whole, like, over the course of nine years, like, like those day killer type meetings, like, are worth it. Yeah. You know, they really are. Um, but you have to be committed to that because if you just give up. Because you're like, I just don't have time this month or yep. um, this season's just too busy in the life of our church. I'm going to skip out on these for the next the next few. Yeah. You know, it's hard to like get back into that groove. Right. Um, and so I think I think for us, like staying committed to those meetings, being really faithful in those meet all those different meetings yeah. and all those different connections um, has built a lot of good relationships. We have to be committed to it. But yeah, um, but it, but it is worth it. Yeah. On the whole. Two, two more things there. One the commitment is not only for those pastors themselves, but also the church leadership boards. And I think in the mm. case of the Liberty Collingswood, because yeah. we're a church plant, as our consistory came online, yeah, it, they were just used to it because that's how we always operated. Sure. But church leadership boards need to be able to communicate to the pastors that we want you yeah. to work a little bit less, technically speaking, at our church so yeah. you can have all of the have all these uh, other yeah. relationships and connections. And yeah. In the long term, it just pays dividends for every local congregation. Yeah. yeah. And there's the monetary investment too, which for some of these is very small. For some of them is right. larger, like, yeah. you know, flying out to Oklahoma City yep. for a few days yeah. is a larger expense, you know, and some of these, you know, cons of pastor's prayer doesn't cost anything. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, but there's, yeah, but there's different like levels of investment and sacrifice to, to make them happen. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, but I, but I think, over the course of nine years, I can't imagine not having yeah. had those yeah. and, and being here. Yeah. So. And then secondly, 
I think the most frustrated that I've ever been, not at you, but with you in a car, oh boy. was one of our trips to Central or North Jersey. I forget if it was X-29 or Classis. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember when we, and sometimes when we take those trips, I drive and you'd have your laptop out. Yeah. And, and we'd make it staff meeting. To, yeah, yeah, to, yeah. To try to re- yep, redeem totally. the time. Yeah, and totally. Coming back, our plan, not su- not super unusual, was to do a happy hour on the back end, sometimes at Jay's elbow room coming sure. back. Yeah, from, I, yeah, I remember. Yeah, from, yeah. from the turnpike. Yeah. Do you remember that time when, when we missed the exit? And went all the way down to exit one. Yeah, we saw the bridge. Four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and because yeah. we, were, I, I think we, were, I think we were meeting, uh, meeting, meeting about church. Yeah, stuff. we were talking for sure. And yeah. and, and and we missed the, we missed the exit by three, and yeah. also ran out of time, so we couldn't do a happy hour. And I was so mad. Yeah, <laughs> was like this is horrible. Yeah, we just wasted a whole I remember, day. Yeah. And didn't even get to do a happy hour at the end of it. We were driving. We were like, what is that bridge? We're like, oh, crap. It's a Delaware <laughs> Memorial. Where the heck are we? Where are we going? There was another time, if you remember, we're where we, we uh, and this this had to have been an X-29 one. Well, I don't know. Some of those early RCA meetings were up there. Yeah, in like Clinton? That, yeah, Clinton or yeah. Clifton or something. Yeah. I um, but a lot of the, uh, you know, one, a couple of the X-29 were in Totowa. Yeah. But I remember... It was, it was, this was one that was off the Garden State Parkway mm-hmm. up, you know, parallel or so to New York. Yeah. Where you come back south on the parkway and then where it crosses the turnpike, we would get on the turnpike to come south and mm. we missed that. Yeah. I think I was driving. Okay. And so I think this one was my fault because I think, and my wife will laugh at this, that I would, I felt confident that I could do it without uh, like GPS. Yeah. So I think I just missed it. Okay. Um, but we ended up having to cut over from the garden state parkway over to the turnpike, like on some other random road, like further South. And so that was probably at least a 30 minute waste probably then Uh, too. I remember that one. That That one was my fault. I don't remember the other one. I think we were both just yakking and just missed it. It was one, one less beer at the happy hour at that time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I, we've, we would joke going up there where sometimes we'd go so far into Jersey that we would see Manhattan. Oh, for sure. Yeah, New, totally. New York. Yeah. And multiple times we were tempted just to ditch the meeting uh-huh. and go, go, do a new, go do a fun Let's day in New York. just take a right and go through the Lincoln yeah. Tunnel and do that instead. Yeah. Oh, look where we are. Oops. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That we was... should have done that at least once, but. There's still time. Yeah. We have okay. Two weeks. Let's do it now. Uh, all, right. all right. Anything else before no. number three? No, yeah. I think that's it for number four. Let's do it. Uh, yeah. So number three um, thing that I'm taking with me is more developed pastoral competencies. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, so when I moved here, you know, I had been four years at a church, like less than full time because I was doing seminary at the same time, mm-hmm. but more than like half time, you yep. know, my hours a week were somewhat variable, but 25 or 30 hours a week at a church. And, um, you know, so, so when I came here in 2014, I'd been in church ministry for four years and I mm-hmm. had done some internships and stuff prior to that. So I wasn't yeah. like totally green, but I wasn't like super mature, like in my pastoral skills either. Sure. Um, could, could you define, or how, how are you defining pastoral skills? Yeah. So, I mean, there's lots of different ones, obviously. I mean, you, like they could be things like preaching, which I was going to mention in just a moment, mm-hmm. like pastoral care, sitting yep. down, having conversations with, with yep. congregants. Um, those kind of things. And then obviously even like the ones that I more directly 
do now that as my role over the years grew into like this executive pastor role, like church calendar and church budget and, um, staffing and, you know, you know, those kind of things, you know, building systems or for different things. Um, so I had done a little bit of those things and I'd certainly experienced those things at my previous church, which was a larger church. And there were some really talented people there, but I wasn't in charge of any of those things. I was just like entered into a system that was already built. I did help build a few things while I was there in the young adult ministry with my boss as we kind of oversaw 20 somethings, but still I was like working directly under him. And I was a little bit more of like, you know, not like the one, a one B like we kind of call ourselves, but it was clearly like a one to two, you know? Uh And then there was like multiple other like layers of org chart, you know, above us. Um, But yeah, so I think having come here with some experience, with some skills and with, I think real things that I was able to offer and bring like in my first couple of years related to small groups or Mm -hmm. volunteers. Yeah. Um, but none of those things are where they are now, mm-hmm. both in the way those systems look, because we were much smaller then, but also I was much younger then yeah. and less experienced. So I think even the way I do things now is super different mm-hmm. um, than it was then. Um, yeah, so I've just I've, I've had the opportunity here, yeah, to like have a lot of freedom to grow in those things, mm-hmm. like to make mistakes, um, but to learn from those mistakes, hopefully. Um, yeah, which is really exciting. And, and preaching was one that I was going to mention specifically. Um, you know, before I came up here, I'd probably preached a dozen times mm-hmm. maybe prior. And that would be like internships, um, like youth internships and those four years that I was at fellowship in Knoxville. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, and I never preached in front of like a regular congregation, like on a Sunday morning. They and like you preach in, on Sunday mornings no. there. <laughs> yeah. That's which is the downer of like doing a residency at a really large church. Yeah. Like they don't let a 22 year old preach like three services to like a 1300 person auditorium. Yep. <laughs> it's just not ever going to happen. Uh, which is probably asked. a good thing, honestly. <laughs> uh, I, I get I why. Asked, hey, do you mind if I? Hey guys, take I can, this I can do this. <laughs> um, so that's yeah. So I mean, coming into like a church plant in a small church. Yeah, I was able to – I had, like, the freedom um, to just, like, try things, do mm-hmm. things, build things. Yep. Um, all of which I gave time and attention and care and thought hard about and worked hard on, but not all of them were home runs. Sure. You know, um, I didn't – I don't think I did anything lackadaisically, but I certainly didn't do everything right. But it was fun. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I've learned a lot from that over, the, over nine years. Um, and, and, again, going back to the preaching example – like working with you and and you and I have done this multiple times over the years where we've had conversations about sermon process and the yeah. week and how do you structure your time? And I feel like I'm spending too much time on this. How do you do this? And so just being able to have those open conversations with you over the years has been really enjoyable mm-hmm. and sharpening and helpful. Um, and yeah, so I came maybe only having preached a dozen times. Uh, and I told you this the other day, but just for the podcast and the sake of recorded history, like I preached 45 times yeah. at Liberty Collinswood in nine years, which is not tons. Like, I mean, you've preached 45 times in a single year before, I'm sure, <laughs> uh, especially in your early days. But, um, uh, but yeah, but I mean, that's a, that's, that's I, I have some reps, you yeah. know, and, and I wouldn't have gotten those in a different setting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or even getting like on Sunday, I served the sacrament. Um, and, um, you know, if I had stayed at fellowship, I may never have done that there, you know, I mean, yeah. cause, number one, cause they only do it once a month, but number two, like 
say, do they do the sacraments yeah. down there? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, you know what I mean? So I was able to like do all those things, grow in all those things, like in a, in an environment that, yeah, I don't know, allowed me to do it. Yeah. So that's yeah. a, that's a huge thing I think for me. Um, I don't think I, and I've told several people this privately over these weeks, like since, um, accepting this position in Winston has become more public where I've said like, I, like, I don't, I would not have been qualified for this job hmm. that I'm taking nine years ago. Yeah. You know? Um, I, I think I am now <laughs> there's moments where I wonder, yep. but, um, but, but the reason I'm qualified to do it now is because I've had these nine years of experience, to, like mm-hmm. build up yeah. to this point where I feel like I can take on a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah. So I'm taking more developed pastoral skills and competencies with me. I'll, i from that a hundred percent, Eric. And that, that was one of the themes that emerged when our consistory met last Thursday evening. Uh, yeah. We spent time celebrating you, honoring you, saying what we appreciated about you, how we're going to miss you. And multiple ones said it's been wonderful to see you grow into pastoral skill sets that yeah. that don't develop overnight for anybody. And, yeah. and I remember in, in the early days, more than once, you were either genuinely frustrated at me or faux frustrated, frustrated at me when... And I was I was more chaotic then than I am now, <laughs> in in a lot of different ways. But it so last minute ish. Hey Eric, could could you preach this Sunday? And, and you'd say uh, no. And, and I said, well, just preach an old sermon. And multiple times you came back and said, Jim, I've told you this before. I don't have old sermons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have very few. I could preach the one I preached two months ago. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's not this mythical back catalog yeah. that you keep assuming that yeah. I that I have. Which yeah, which I have you gotta now. Start somewhere. Yeah. yeah, which I have now, and I'm actually I think I told you this, but I'm on the preaching schedule for Redeemer for August. Oh, nice. Um, because they preach through the Psalms uh, during awesome. the, during the summer, and I, I have, didn't know that. And I have like eight or nine mm-hmm. that I've preached here. Yeah. So the lead pastor there was like, "Yeah, do you have any old psalms you could preach?" And I said, "Yeah, I do actually." Boom! Look at that. Um, so I'm going to preach in August and dust off an old sermon, and um, I don't know which one yet. I haven't thought gotten that far in my process, but um, but yeah, but I but I have that now. And, mm-hmm. You know, again, that's something I wouldn't have had right. without these nine years. So the the archive. Yeah, taking the archive with me. Yeah. At least that piece of it. Yep. Well, that's great, man. And it's it's been a joy to see those things develop over time too. What you got for number two? All right, number two. <clears throat> number two is, um, I have multiple wordings written down on how to say this on my paper, so hopefully okay. this sounds okay. Uh, I'm taking with me the experience of enduring through and, oh, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> the experience of enduring through like some hard seasons of ministry hmm. um, and like also seeing like God's provision and protection through those hard seasons. Yeah. Um. So again, I mean, in some ways this is obvious because I only had four years as like a intern slash resident mm-hmm. at my old church and then nine here that have been very different. But yeah, but but in these nine years, like we've had to go through some stuff, Yeah, you know, and um, nobody wants to do that. Mm-hmm. But those experiences, if gone through with some... Wisdom, hopefully, but with some, like, sensitivity to the spirit, like, Mm -hmm. confidence in Christ, hope in God, prayer. Like, you can come out on the other side of those, not unscathed, but you can come out on the other side, hopefully, like, better. Yeah. 
Um, and yeah, so there's been several experiences, I think. Um, yeah, that, that you and I have had to walk through all, all of these together mm-hmm. that I wrote down. Um, and like those are notches on the belt or however you want to, whatever illustration you want to use mm-hmm. that in my next season, when I experience a hard something, there will be something Yeah, at some point that I can look back and say, okay, like I've been here before. It's not the same details or whatever, mm-hmm. um, but I've been here before. I've gotten through this. Like God was gracious yeah. and like, I can have confidence that he'll show up and do that again. Right. Um, as I seek to follow him and, and do things in the right way, hopefully. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we could jump into that a little bit more detailed. I mean, COVID is maybe the least controversial one on this list in terms of, you know, I don't want to name any names or make anybody yeah. feel called out or anything. Um, you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> and if you listen to this podcast, you know who you are. Just shoot me a text. Um, but, but yeah, man, COVID was tough, dude. Yeah. And it wasn't a cakewalk for us going into COVID, which are some of the other hard things mm-hmm. that happened in like 2019 was a hard year for us. Yeah. Um, so going into 2020 and even the beginning of 2020 was hard in some ways. Yeah, we and didn't then, have high reserves going into that. Yeah. No, we, we had very we, little reserves. We didn't plan COVID well. <laughs> we did not. <laughs> we did not. The timing uh, of it. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, COVID was hard, man. And just, you know, the decision fatigue and feeling like we could never make the right choices on things. Mm -hmm. It felt like everything we did was the wrong decision on different ends of the pole and whatever. Um, yeah, it was hard. Um, but you know, we've, we've made it through and the church survived and we survived and our family survived and we're still in ministry Mm -hmm. and we still love each other. Uh, we still love our, kids and you know what you know what i mean and so like we've made it through and i and i think that's something that i'll really take um yeah something i'll take with me that's really valuable even though it wasn't fun yeah like a happy hour after a a29 meeting or something right yeah yeah you can't fast forward or you can't get that set of experiences without going through that set of experiences and there's there's no shortcut to it but Yeah. yeah yeah for sure eric we've been through seasons here where and some some were longer than 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 others but periods were like wow this is this just is not very fun yeah (laughs) and starting a work week talking at staff meeting when they have to hash out like some different strategize about how to keep chipping away at this thing that's still a problem right not always super enjoyable right but yeah but uh, important for us to Try to try to be faithful and patient in the midst of, yeah, pressing it, pressing ahead. Yeah. And so, whether it's COVID, some some of the things that all churches face over the past few years, the political polarization, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. And and then some seasons more specific to the to to the life of our church. Yeah. Not always up and to the right. No. Yeah. And we've talked about some of those things publicly, um, like in like in so on Sunday mornings, their congregation and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but even things like, you know, relational conflict with people in the congregation. Um, you know, I think, you know, you never know, like when pastors joke about like getting angry emails, like how many they actually get or uh-huh. like if it's just a shtick or if it like really happens yeah. as often as they say or whatever. Um, and, and I think by and large, as a 
in, in our time here, I think we have a congregation that is really gracious. I don't think you and I get very many of those. Um, but, like, we have had some. Yeah. And some have been addressed to both of us. Yeah. Um, you know? And so, again, like, those are hard. And responding to those in ways that are gracious and thoughtful. And I've sent you drafts of emails for you to mm-hmm. look at before I've sent them out. Mutual. Both ways. Um, and, um, you know, you don't want to do that. And that's not what you got into ministry for was to kind of get like yelled at via yeah. word processor or, right. or yelled at face to face. But, um, but you go through those and you deal with them and yeah, yeah you learn, you learn from it and, and hopefully grow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and one of the huge blessings, Eric, of the two of us being able to work together is if, and I don't mean this in a belittling, belittling way towards congregants, but there is, I think, a responsibility for pastors in the midst of disagreement and conflict, we need to be the adults in the room. And, right, yeah. And if, if, if not everybody else is playing as fair as we'd want them to fight, yeah. we're, we're the ones that can't, we can't let our guard down yeah. and fight fire with fire or get nasty or gossip. or, And that's, that's when a whole genre of pastoral abuses come, come in. We're yeah. just tired. We're not going to take it anymore. And so we right. start swinging. Yeah. Being able to keep each other vent sometimes between the two sure. of us. Sure. Um, uh, we'll talk verbally about the email that we'd like to send versus the one that, that we actually that, send. Yeah. Sure. That, that, that we should send. But but helping each other both pregame and then process yeah. the the hurts, the discouragements and conflicts that come in ministry has been yeah. has been super important. For sure. And sometimes sleeping uh, on an email draft before sending it uh has has saved me a couple of times probably yep. that's that's a that's a hot tip for anybody out there yeah right yeah. write the response and then sleep on it mm-hmm. then read it again yeah also don't check email before bed no yeah there's so many times when i've yeah yeah said, i probably I, I wish that i had not looked <laughs> right before bed on your off day right. on, on vacation yeah whatever yep. yeah 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 but yeah so that's that's an experience um or, or something I'm taking with me is that experience of enduring through some hard seasons, some hard things, and, and, and also seeing God's, like, provision and protection Yeah. in those seasons. Um, so, I, yeah, those weren't fun to go through, but I look forward to being able to, like, draw on that on that in the future. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't think you'll have any issues or problems <laughs> Hopefully in not. Winston-Salem. We'll so see. It'll be fine from here. We'll see. Don't worry. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Okay. Wow. We are all the way to numero Boom. uno, and I have no idea what you're going to say. Okay. So uh, the top thing that I will take uh-huh. with me from New Jersey as I leave, top things, uh-huh. plural, any guesses? Okay. Things? Cheesesteaks? No. Is it food related? No, this is more serious. Oh. Remember, I told you it was like escalating a little bit in seriousness. Uh, is it because friends are friends forever? <sighs> That's a, no, I have, I have some honorable mentions. Uh, we'll get there. Okay. So the number one thing so, is I'm taking with me is my two daughters. Oh, of course. Yeah. Woo! So, uh, so Carrie and I, we moved here in our mid-20s. Yeah. We had no kids. We had never owned a house. We had, we had always rented. Yep. We were, I guess, about four years. Yeah, we celebrated our fourth anniversary, like the day after I think we moved. It was within. Crazy. It was the day, yeah, day after, or two days after we mm-hmm. moved. 
we you know walked up to good old Haddon Ave and picked a random Italian restaurant. There's multiple of them, yep. and went in. Um, Which one was it? Do you remember? I, th- I think it was. It's, I think so. Sapori for sure was the first Italian restaurant I had in Ave that we ever ate at. But I okay. think that was at one of our that was at one of our visits hmm. before okay. moving. I I believe we celebrated our fourth anniversary at Villa Barone. Okay. Which I don't think is the best one on Haddon Ave, but it's it continues solid. to be it's a yeah, it's it's a solid favorite solid for me. It, it ended up becoming the Italian restaurant on Haddon Ave that when our parents would visit we would go to. Okay. Because it was like had like safe Italian options. Mm. And it wasn't like too crowded in there or too loud or like yep. too fancy or like too interesting parents for our parents fun. yeah um so it became a favorite you call this italian food yeah, yeah as the chef in the back says yes I am italian. it's calabrian um so anyway um but yeah so we came up here mid-20s four years married no kids uh we were we were dinks double income no kids yeah um, and so we leave. Dinks um, with a dog. And that was yeah, it. Yes. Yeah. We had Tucker Man, who was five. He turns 10 in a few weeks. Uh, or he, I'm sorry, he was one. Um, the math doesn't work. Math. Yeah. He, he, he turned thing. one right after we moved. Uh, June uh, 18th is his birthday. Mm. So he turns uh, 10 here, yep. here coming up. Um, and uh, yeah. And so we leave nine years later, like as a family of four. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is kind of wild that had both of our kids here yep. in Jersey, like bought our first house in Jersey. Um, and yeah, so, it, you know, I think as I was writing down and brainstorming this list, it was, I think one of the things that really stood out to me, and it was kind of a category of a couple of these different things I'm mentioning, but um, like these nine years were really like formative, pivotal time, like in our family's life, Yeah, you know, to go from basically being like, kind of late young married if that makes sense mm-hmm. like four years is still yeah you're not quite newlyweds but i mean you're still pretty early in the new, game new car smell you know yeah um so to go from that to um you know we're going to celebrate our 13th on sunday yeah uh at june byob we have oh, the reservation yeah. have you been there before we That's haven't so we're excited town. yeah we're excited to finally I get like, there i like that a lot emily is not as much of a fan of traditional french as i am we like it so we like i it. love it yeah I, it's one yeah. of my favorite cuisines um, so yeah, so we're going to celebrate our 13th wedding anniversary, which is definitely out of the newlywed phase and, and two kids and yeah. house and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, so I think that's saying that I'm going to take, that we're going to take our two daughters with us is kind of a shorthanded way to s- just kind of mention the fact that, yeah, it's just been an important nine years for us to kind of turn into a family, yeah. um, from a, from just a couple, you know, which is kind of wild. It's, it's striking. And just this past Sunday, Olivia, your uh, blank out on kids' ages. She's yeah, she'll be she's four and a half. She'll okay. be five in October. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she, she she gave me a plastic baggie of stickers. Oh, <laughs> said here are some stickers, and I said these are great. Thank you so much, Olivia. What should I do with them? Where should I put them? And she said I don't know. <laughs> I'm surprised she didn't say on your butt. <laughs> It's your favorite word right now. Really? Yeah. Oh, that would have been great. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. And and after, after the service this past Sunday too, uh, Madison was hanging on something and giggling like yeah, oh, hanging yeah. and giggling She's on something. She's a hanger. Yeah. yeah. And was just having a great time. So. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. What a beautiful family you got going there. I know. Came with no kids and leaving with a almost five year old and a two year old. It's kind of wild. Yeah. Kind of wild. 
So that's the top one. It's hard not to put that at the top. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, those are my those are my official top five. No notes. <laughs> well, love them all. That's great. Well, hey, let's let's uh, let's round out. You want to get to some of the honorable mentions? Yeah, I've got some honorable mentions. Okay. I, I probably could have like a dozen or more, yep. but these are the four honorable mentions I narrowed it down to. Okay. Um, so uh, so four quick honorable mentions. Uh, number one, uh, I'm going to take with me some like impatient and aggressive driving, <laughs> which. Uh, which I am not that impatient or aggressive of a driver, uh, but by Southern standards, I certainly will be. Um, so, you know, there's just things that, that we do here in the 95 corridor and in South Jersey and Philly for driving that you just don't do that. People yeah. just don't do down South. Yeah. Um, and like one of them, which I, which I don't even think about it now when I do mm-hmm. it, but when we go to Knoxville or like when we were in Winston last week, I did it and, and I, I sort of remember, like, oh, I don't think people here do that. It's like, you know, if there's, a, like, on a two-lane street, yeah. there's no, like, you know, suicide lane or whatever, mm-hmm. and somebody's turning left, like, you just go into the media. Like, you go yeah. into, like, the uh, shoulder. Right. And just go around them. And, like, you barely yeah. tap your brakes. You just yep. keep going. Yep. Um, and uh, the people down south just don't do that. Um, but, like, I do now. And yeah. and I actually, like, I did it when we were down in Winston a couple weeks ago, and I noticed my rearview mirror, like, none of the other cars followed me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. I <laughs> forgot. You, this is, like, a thing. <laughs> did you flip them off in the rearview? I did not. So, <laughs> see, so I have lines on my aggressive driving um, and impatient driving, but, like, you know, yeah. like, you you know, the horn's there for a reason. Like, it's okay to use it. Yeah. Uh, like, down south, you don't hear horns very often. Yeah, um, yeah I actually needed to – one of those wifely instances when you think your spouse is joking, but it, it, it's an encouragement that's repeated enough that it sounds on you. <laughs> oh, oh, you're serious about this? So, uh, so Emily told me, Jim, you've got to stop honking in, in yeah, Texas. And, never. Uh, just, and just like the courtesy, too. You know, so, right. Yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. You, you just yeah. want people to Light's know that Light's been you're green there. for a couple and, of seconds. Like, yeah. you're clearly distracted. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, over and over again, I'd, I'd give just like a little courtesy yeah. to, and then see the face of the driver of the other car, and it's deep pain and horror. Shame. And, yeah, it's like I murdered their parents or something. <laughs> <laughs> You're so distraught. And, yeah. yeah. I do the, uh, like the double tap, short double tap. Yeah, boop, boop. Yep. Yeah. Because I feel, it's not the, uh, you know. Yeah. Because that's just, what it, yeah. I mean that's that's like intentionally like I'm angry. Yeah. Honk, but like I feel like the quick like burp, burp. Yeah. it's just like hey, just trying to get your attention here. Yeah. Hey, you know. It's downright friendly. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> by 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 Jersey standards. Yep. Um so yeah, so that's one. Okay. Um yeah. there's probably other things I can mention on that, but but that's one. Uh another honorable mention, uh a love of good food and good drinks. Ah, yes. Um we will miss. We have it good up here. Yeah, 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 yeah. We will miss. I, I Winston Salem, I think, has enough to offer that we feel confident in moving there. I mean, that was on the unofficial list yeah. of what we were looking for. It wasn't and, not on the list of criteria. Yeah. Um, so there's some there's some good restaurants and you know there's some breweries and some good spots to to get drinks and that kind of thing uh, that seem really cool and neat and that kind of stuff. But man, like the plethora of just like fine dining and yeah. like great. Food establishments, drink establishments, like cocktail bars, like BYOB culture, like in like really good restaurants yeah. is just saves some money is really great. So, but we've definitely like developed our palate um, 
in those things being up here and you know don't do those things all the time obviously can't mm-hmm. afford that but you know for birthdays and anniversaries and special occasions and yeah you know to like look up the eater 38 list and be like oh let's go try this restaurant in center city or yeah. in fishtown or whatever yep. and, um it's been fun over the years to do that and like eat some really interesting and really wonderful food mm-hmm. um and, and a lot of good memories, like going to like um, a bar or Franklin Mortgage and having a cocktail. Yeah. Um, that's like way too expensive, but you do it occasionally. It's fun, right. you know. So yeah, yeah man. I, so we've definitely like developed a love and enjoyment of those things. Um, so so we'll miss the plethora of options here. Though we'll yeah. certainly take what we can with us. Um, but that's one. Well, that was number two, I guess, yeah. on honorable mentions. Um, Very good. Third honorable mention, I'm going to take with me uh, my first two completed marathons. Yeah. So ran the Philly Marathon twice since we lived here um, in 2016 and 17 before Olivia was born in 18. And then I realized that I'm, like, one, too tired and two, just don't have time to, like, yeah. do training runs when you have kids. Yep. Uh, hopefully that will come back. Um but my first two completed marathons, um, and then the last one, which is a little bit more, a little bit more serious, but I put it as honorable mention because I didn't want to dwell on it too long. Um, is uh, yeah, I'll be taking some lifelong friendships and relationships yeah. um, that we developed here with both with um, people at the church and people not at the church, um, both um, just friends and then others like quote unquote like colleagues, mm-hmm. you know, somebody like Steve Huber or whatever. Yeah. Or you obviously fit both those categories, but yeah, just like connections and relationships that I think we want to be lifelong, and I don't want to mention names because I don't want to leave anybody <laughs> off, you know. Um, so that's one of the reasons it's an honorable mention because I don't want to like get 20, uh, 20 names deep uh, and be like, oh te- boy, text you and say, yeah, actually, I'm we will in, not be lifelong. Friends yeah, I'm in trouble now. Yep. Um, it's kind of the whole like, uh, you know, when you're when you're doing like your bridal party, yeah. it's like where do you draw the Smaller line? Is better. Yeah, it, you have less chance of offending people if you keep it really tight um, yeah. than if you like. I, I had one of my buddies. They had, um, they either had eight or nine on both sides. What are they doing? And and expense. And she had the wife. She had like another three or four that were dressed like they were in the party, but like sat on the front row that were like honorable mentions. Basically, it was outrageous. It's just I've like never heard of that at a wedding. it was wild, yeah. yeah. So many like people. The honorable mention. I forget what their title was, but it was just like so she she couldn't narrow it pat down past like fifteen or whatever, and like had it was like insane. But anyway, um, but yeah, so yeah, so we'll take uh, yeah, so we'll take lifelong friendships and lifelong relationships uh, with us as well. So that, those are four quick uh, honorable mentions to my official top five. They were great, Eric. I'm not disappointed. We're gonna we're gonna scoot out of here and get to staff meeting, but all of these things check out. I don't disagree with any of them, <laughs> and Good. and I I affirm everything that you said. You're gonna be missed. So yeah, man. Turtle doves, thank you for listening. Friends are friends forever. The Lord's the Lord of them, and a friend cannot say never. Unless you're that guy. (laughs) 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 Ta-ta. Wow. That was definitely a top five episode of Five Golden Things, The Liberty Lists. And remember, kids, schadenfreude ain't just a river in Egypt. Wade in the water a little deeper anytime at libertycollingswood.org and find us at the usual socials. Make us a top five follow, and you'll always be our number one. 
Toodlepip. Can we sing the song? <laughs> 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 <laughs>